Today's topic is, uh, I think, an interesting one. We're talking about slip and fall accidents, but particularly in sort of a commercial setting. So that could be, you know, plaza, supermarket, retail store, things like that. Hi, I'm Andrew Iacobelli. I'm a personal injury lawyer with Iacobelli Law Firm. My name is Colton Lung, and I'm a personal injury lawyer with Iacobelli Law Firm. And on this show, we talk about your rights and remedies if you've been involved in a serious accident or injury to help you make uh, decisions for your future. Following a slip and fall incident, the first thing that you should do is to uh, notify uh, the store, the store manager, so that an incident report is recorded. Just because it shows that it's documented that you were physically in the store or a slip and fall did in fact uh, occur instead of the insurance company second guessing whether or not it actually happened. Another very important thing to note is, uh, which a lot of people don't know, is to remember to take pictures of the area that you slip and fell on. If it's ice, if it's uh, liquids, if there was something on the ground like uneven pavement or something like that, it's important to take pictures of that just because we don't know whether or not the evidence is still going to be there, let's say, a week from now. So it's very important to take pictures of the incident. Um, if there are witnesses, ask uh, for their witnesses' names, their contact details so that we can call them to ask about how the situation arise. Let's say in the interiors of a mall or a store as opposed to outside. If you slipped and fell on, let's say, the pavement, parties that are involved might be different. Uh, the occupier of the premises, the landlord of the premises. Um, you know, if it happens outside, then generally speaking, there is potentially a property maintenance contractor as well that is potentially right. liable, right? There is a specific time period that we have to provide notice to uh, the potential defendants in the slip and yeah. fall case. Yeah, right? definitely. That's an important point to note. Like uh, on slip and falls in particular and trip and falls, time is, is critically important and it's very short uh, as compared to some other injury type claims. Property owners need to be given notice very shortly after. And I guess that goes back to your point about incident reports because mm -hmm. that could qualify as notice if it's reported immediately you know a, a lot of people don't know these notice uh, periods and you know once these notice periods are up and no notice is provided then it you know it might bar you from recovering any damages uh, from potential defendants so that's why it's so critical and important to get a lawyer uh, from the get-go just because we would, once you retain us, um, we would be sending out notice letters to all the appropriate parties, putting them on notice so that that part of the claim is satisfied. Right. And if nothing else, it preserves the claim. So some people might have the question, well, I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided yet whether I even want to bring a claim. I want to see how my injuries resolve. But that could be a fatal mistake in these types of cases, waiting to see how your outcome is. Because by the time you know your outcome, you may have missed the deadline from ever commencing a claim with few exceptions mm -hmm. it would be a bar what kind of injuries do you see from slip and falls by the way well again no cases is the same there are a whole host of different injuries some might be you know a concussion others might be a fractured wrist you know ankle fractures are very common in slip and falls too leg fractures back injuries lacerations yeah. involved uh, that require stitches etc etc and 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 sometimes um, if the injury is, uh, of course, severe enough, that would warrant uh, surgical intervention, of course, as well. Yeah. And sadly, we've also had cases where people have died from a slip and fall, striking their head and ultimately dying. So 
even though there's a bit of a public connotation or misperception about like slip and falls as being not really resulting in severe injuries, they can actually result in, in really significant injuries. You know, sometimes there would be warning signs already saying, be careful of slippery road conditions or something like that. You know, it doesn't necessarily bar you from having a claim in that instance, because if let's say a property owner or a property manager is negligence in um, keeping the premises safe for occupants, um, you know, that's still uh, one way of uh, obtaining damages. Yeah. So you use a couple of phrases there, like legal ease, <laughs> right? Negligence and damages. But what you really mean is who's at fault when you talk about negligence? Like, did they perform as a reasonable property owner would under those circumstances. So did they give you adequate notice? Did they have proper procedures in place? Things like that. And then when you talk about damages, you're really talking about money. Yes, of right? course. And, um, you know, we would seek ongoing records of cleaning records, you know, maintenance records, you know, things that contracts, uh, exactly th th things that people generally don't think about, you know, if they don't have a lawyer, they don't think about, oh, I need to take a look at the records, employment files, their hiring practices. So the test is is one of reasonableness always. So property owner doesn't have to be a guarantor that you're not going to get hurt when you're on their property, but they have to take reasonable steps to keep those people coming on safe, reasonably safe. Oftentimes when we see a new client, they say, well, you know, there was a wet floor sign floor sign or, you know, there was some kind of warning, like for instance, the Niagara Falls one. There was a warning that, hey, there's mist from Niagara Falls. Was that enough to discharge their responsibility? Could they say, hey, you know what? It's a really nasty area, but at least we told you. Why don't you talk about the Niagara Falls yes. one? That was a hotel. One of our clients, uh, they were walking in the parking lot and then they slipped and fell. Uh, near the entrance, it actually has a warning sign indicating that uh, because of the mist, there might be icy conditions. You attempted to warn pedestrians of the slip and fall hazard, but did the property owners actually do enough to prevent uh, icy conditions from forming? Did Salt. Yeah, salting, uh, sanding. Was it a high traffic area? Because if it's a high traffic area, then it's reasonable that, you know, taking more precautions to prevent icy conditions, to prevent... Yeah, to keep people safe. Yes. Right. So in that case, it wasn't enough, basically, that they put a sign near the lobby because they basically just neglected the parking lot and, and, and didn't take care of it to the point where it became very icy uh, for people. So if you're unsure whether or not you have a case following a slip and fall or trip and fall accident, uh, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're more than happy to spend some time with you to get, you know, to get to know the situation, get to know how the accident occurred, you know, in order to determine whether or not there's a viable claim for your trip and fall or slip and fall accident. I hope that you found our episode very informative. Um, our contact details are in our show notes listed below. Phones are open 24-7 in case that you wanted to set up a time for you to speak with um, any of our lawyers. Um, then we're more than happy to speak with you.